two, one, we are live. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Guided Privacy Podcast. Today, I have Nachiket with me. Nachiket is joining the podcast for the second time. Uh, first time this year. For, uh, last time, we did a amazing podcast around product fit optimization. That is a very underrated podcast. Uh, it's a great resource. So if you want, go check it out on the YouTube channel. We have the recording. Today, we have Nachiket here to talk about how to evaluate your Google Ads campaign performance if you are a DTC brand or e-commerce brand owner. This is specifically for you. This is a guide for you to understand if you're running Google Ads campaign or if you have an employee or freelancer or an agency running this for you, how you should go about and evaluate the performance of it. Achiket, take it away. Yeah, sure. sure. So, of course, I mean, if we are into e-commerce, people know that their go-to metric is return on ad spend, right? Right. How much they've spent and uh, how much they've made back. So that is the metric and has been the North Star, North, North Star metric for years. Uh, but things have changed, right? Since uh, post iOS 14, uh, right. the, track, the tracking has gotten a bit loose people have started to not give consent to google even their tracking hasn't been on point so it hasn't been that great uh tracking wise for google and the other thing is that they launched a few campaign types yeah that create false uh positives and you know is the reason why people have shifted to another metric called mer media efficiency ratio right so I'd suggest like if you are running ads and you've got uh, campaigns, a lot of campaigns, you don't need to have a lot of campaigns. If you have like different campaign types and just one campaign for each campaign type, uh, you know, look at your MER, uh, media efficiency ratio. That's what is uh, it is known for. And uh, it's basically all your uh, revenue uh, divided by your spend. So let's say, you spent about $10,000 on Google Ads. And um, just, a, just a hypothetical example, you do, you're not spending anywhere else. That's all you're spending money on. That is Google. Uh, and your revenue is 40,000. Your EMEA comes out to be 400%. Your in-platform ROAS could be something else. Of course, you know, you're spending the same amount of money so Google will definitely show $10,000, but the revenue would be different. So your in-app ROAS could be different and making decisions based on that in-app ROAS uh, may not be in your best interest uh, because of certain reasons. Um, and that is because, you know, most probably you're launching, uh, most probably you're running a Pmax campaign. You know, either a Pmax full build campaign or a Pmax, uh, you know, bid only campaign does not matter. What this campaign does is it, it does is it goes after warm traffic. So your other campaigns, non-branded search campaign or standard shopping campaign, you know, other campaigns that are bringing in these uh, people who are almost ready to convert, Pmax comes in picture and shows, shows an ad and takes the credit. Yeah. <laughs> and portrays that it's the best performing campaign out there. Yeah, it's the best. So if you've gotten a very sophisticated software, you know, like Northbeam, you could see that most of the times you'd see, probably you'll see the Pmax campaign is the last touch in the conversion path. So it creates the illusion that, it's, that it is working. It's not working actually. Isn't it magical that way? <laughs> Sorry? Isn't it magical that way? Like, you know, there is something. Yeah. And, and on the face of it, Google calls it uh, data driven attribution. But for, when it comes to Pmax, that's my favorite child. Therefore, all goes, all goes Pmax way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Najikat uh, is talking about two important. KPIs here. One is that very default, uh, the, the default KPIs, I was saying very default, like very, very uh, popular KPI, because um, if, you, if you're if you not much into Google Ads world, you will probably 
just be told that hey you put a dollar in get four dollar back that's 4x ROAS and as long as you keep doing that you today you put a dollar tomorrow you put ten dollars in get 40 back day after you put 100 get 400 back put thousand get four thousand back and you keep on scaling that way so that sounds like a very very uh, exciting metric that okay you are putting a dollar in and getting four back and you're there for you're making money uh, but Nachiket is uh, talking about a different uh, KPI, which is MAR, MER, Media Efficiency Ratio, which has a has some context here because once you start running traffic from different platforms like you know Google Ads, Facebook Ads, um, what else is there? Google Ads, Facebook Ads, TikTok, Snapchat, TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, Pinterest to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so once you start running traffic across, I think primarily it's Google Ads and Facebook Ads. Exactly. For most clients. Yeah, I mean, some of the clients are beginning to run TikTok Ads, but just to saying that, you know, uh, if you're, the competition is between Google and Facebook Ads. So once you start running traffic from these two platforms, uh, you begin to get, see the overlap. You may not see it, but once you have like uh, sophisticated softwares that can tell you that there is some overlap taking place, they both are trying to claim the, attribution of the sale yeah. and therefore um, you need to therefore measure the impact of all advertising cost out versus all revenue in and the ratio of it and as long as that ratio looks good looks profitable doesn't matter which uh, which advertising platform is bringing in how much that's media efficiency ratio in a nutshell right so that's what Nachitiket is trying to uh, explain so Nachitiket go ahead and explain why it's important you know we we just took a hypothetical example and we just you know talking about google ads what about you know having different traffic sources like facebook so you're spending equally on facebook ten thousand on facebook facebook is giving all you uh, all the code audiences you know trying to bring them into this consideration phase they're almost about to buy and then p max shows an ad that also happens. So you in, inside your Facebook ad manager, you know, you'll have 4x return. Inside your Google ads, of course, you'll have, you know, very high ROAS. But to do the math and, you know, overall, it's not 4x, it's something else only. It's not two, it's 2.5 or 2. Why does that happen? The thing is, both these traffic sources are claiming the same uh, conversion, right? And it'll happen because it's very obvious. Once they've understood this guy, is interested google will go after it because it knows this guy is in market facebook will also claim the credit because that's how the journey started so you'll have to look at the blended performance and this is why uh, mer comes into picture so you actually measure you know don't look at campaign wise uh ROAS. look at incremented incrementality you know if you are spending more on pmax are you actually making more on the back end Oftentimes, you also see that, you know, a person who could have just converted through uh, organic uh, listing gets shown an ad. That is That could possibly from, uh, be from Pmax also. So Pmax is really good at stealing, wouldn't, wouldn't say stealing conversions, but, you know, closing the conversion, let's say. So have a look at your conversion path reports and Look at which campaigns are first touch, which are middle touch. Middle touch are the campaigns, you know, that assist you to get that person to the last touch phase where the Pmax converts, right? So assign more budget toward these, you know, first touch and middle touch uh, campaigns that are bringing these people into the funnel and value them more. And if you want to scale, you know, allocate more budget to these campaigns that are you know in the initial phase of the uh, journey. Then you got a compliment here. Um, so, Asam says that I Santosh and Ajiket, I recently bought batch one course of guided PPC, and he's thanking you for asking all those questions during that course <laughs> that we did together. It helps him a lot. So, thank, thank you so much. Thank yeah, thank you. Makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, that course would be half good. 
if these participants did not ask those questions because I couldn't teach everything one way from my perspective. Very important for them to participate. So thank you. Um, good to know that it's help, helpful to you. And what a you know flashback moment we have. Yeah. <laughs> From the first batch participant <laughs> together for the second time. Good. It feels awesome. like yesterday, you know, those batches. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll bring more of the first batch uh, and second by some of the second batch uh, candidates, participants on the live stream. And it will be like surreal moment seeing that, okay, they learned and now they are uh, telling, teaching, like trying to guide others how to go about it. Yeah, that will be great. Awesome. So I think you have put together some sort of a presentation, right? Yeah. So that's what I was going to come uh, for. I mean, I I'll need those slides because the next. Okay. I'm going to share my screen and bring the, those up for you. Yeah. Thank you. So everybody, okay. I'm going to share my window. Should I share a particular tab or what? I think I should share a particular tab. Yeah. Share. Okay. This is it. Should I do a slide so? Yeah, sure. Because I don't see here any screen. <laughs> so I'll never know. Uh, you you don't see? No, I do not see. Uh, you will see now. Yeah, exactly. Now I, I see. Now you see, right? Yeah. So now I think the entire screen is visible uh, with that. OK. Go ahead. Uh, so I don't know what I need to do now. I, for every slide, I need to, I think, go back to that screen and move the move to the next slide. Anyways, so go ahead, start. I'll figure that out. So uh, let's say, you know, you are a supplement brand, just for an example, and that supplement costs about uh, $20, and you have 1,000 uh, existing customers. Now, this since this is a supplement brand, people will come and buy from you again, right, every month. So. You've got about 20,000 in recur recurring revenue. And that's the context. That's how this, uh, that's the numbers of this brand. And now you are in charge of running ads for them. And you've got about $5,000 uh, of budget. Uh, let's say it's 4,000 because 4,000 is on Google. And I'm not including any you know, non-branded search or um, branded search campaign. Because I just want to portray the idea. So 4,000 goes into, you know, 2,000 each into shopping, standard shopping, and 2,000, let's say, Pmax will build, right? And 1,000 goes in to, uh, towards Facebook, uh, Facebook ads, which is now known as Meta. So that's how you will allocate the budget. Again, this is just an example. This is not, this is not how you would do it. Let's just say that's how we're doing it for the example. Uh, Sintosh, can you please go to the next slide? Next slide? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can go, but I want to make a point here. Uh, the budget distribution that you have, uh, Nachiket, <laughs> for, uh, for supplement brands in particular, I have worked with some of them. It's never the case. They usually have much higher uh, at you know uh, budget dedicated to Facebook ads and much lesser to Pmax and Senate Shopping. So, but yeah, good. You're showing, showing an optimistic picture here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I thought of it as, you know, you know, you're selling a supplement that has to be intent. That's why more budget towards Google. Because let's, right. yeah. Um, okay, so go to the next one. All right, I figured it out. So as I said, Pmax creates a false positive. It creates an illusion, right? What, these are conversions from first search basis. Let's just assume Pmax was there in the, conversion report you went into the conversion reports and in 40 conversion uh, journeys pmax was the first touch standard shopping was uh, pmax was in 40 instances the first touch standard shopping was in 60 instances the first touch and facebook was let's say for example 20. in the next slide you'll see what it looks inside the uh, dashboard uh, so you'll have about, uh, Santosh, can you please show the next slide? I did. I think this is the next one. No. Is it not? Next one. Oh, the next one. Okay. Yeah. Just a second. Uh, should I go back? Uh, no, just a second. 
so so this one the let's let's start over so you had the budget distribution yeah. showing that emax runner shopping and facebook 2000 2000 and 1000 then you had uh, conversions on first touch basis so pmax you said had 40 standard shopping 60 and facebook 20 yeah and the next slide had the same thing actually it was a repeat slide uh maybe can you rephrase please because i guess oh i can i can do that once let me stop sharing okay yeah so now it has 70 40 20 right yeah exactly okay uh, let me start sharing again okay so, all right but and this is how you know you'll be shown conversions inside the dashboard 70 conversions for uh pmax 40 and shopping standard shopping because standard shopping is not great at attribution 20 because facebook is a different uh, platform and that's what it will show you know so but that's not the clear picture the clear picture is pmax actually contributed to 40 first touch conversions and you should know it by looking at the, your attribution reports uh, and conversion path reports which are in actually the uh, attribution reports that's the good that should be your go-to uh, report in that section that's the best one because you can actually look at you know which campaigns contributed to that specific conversion you can also do uh, this on uh, google analytics uh, but on a traffic uh, source level so you can see you know which traffic source has contributed to how many conversions so you get even uh, bigger of a picture uh, because if you are running multiple traffic sources, organic, email, Facebook, uh, these reports won't show them inside Google Ads because these are just confined to Google Ads. Um, for you to have a bigger picture, you'll have to access Google Analytics uh, and their attribution reports. So that's the point. How what Facebook, uh, what Pmax does. And the answer to that is MER, which is on the next slide. Uh, all driven upon all spend. Uh, but MER is not everything, right? Uh, as uh, on the next slide again, I have like segmented businesses into two types. Uh, right. Of course. LTV and no LTV. So if a if a brand has LTV, I look at MER. I look at AMER, I look at CAC. But if a brand has no LTV, I'll be fine with MER. Because I know there's oh, very important point. So I think we all, not all, I think most of us would probably who hear MER for the first time would probably take MER on the like MER is the only thing. Explain these uh, additional KPIs, AMER, CAC. Exactly. So AMER is all new customer revenue. So let's say your MER is um, 300%, which means if you spend $10,000, your revenue is $30,000, right? But um, your revenue can also consist of new customers and also existing customers. And hence, not every revenue that you earn is similar. It's actually different because one order can be repeat customer, the other could be new, and you should value them differently because of lifetime value. Yeah. So AMER is acquisition AMER, which is you know all new customer revenue divided by your total media spend. So in this example, let's say that 300% was your MER, and out of that, let's say if $10,000 was your uh, existing customer revenue, then your new customer revenue is $20,000, right? So $20,000 upon your spend, which is $10,000, comes out to be two. So your new customer uh, revenue, new customer ROAS as it is uh, known as in triple well, which is actually AMER, is 200%. So on every dollar you have spent, you made back $2 back on new customers that you acquired. So that is AMER. CAC is uh, 
let's say you spent uh, $100 and you've acquired two customers. So it cost you about $50 to acquire one customer, right? So CAC is the, exactly that. How much does it cost you to acquire one customer? Now, why does this matter? Because let's say you're chasing uh, MER. A, you know, MER is your North Star metric and you, know, you just want to um, high, higher MER every single month, you know. This month you're having 300%, next month you're chasing for 350. The, you know, month after that you want a 400% MER. And the business you are in, it has LTV, meaning that customers do buy often from you. Now what chasing MER here will do is, you'll actually, so here's the concept. Um, for you to have higher MER, we all know, right? Existing customers will naturally have higher MER. Why? Because they are hot. They know about you, hot audience, right? To acquire new customers, it takes time. It takes more money because you have to convert them and they do not know about you. So they have to see more ads. They have to click on more ads. They take time to convert. With existing customers, it not, it's not the case. They know you, their your website. They also know your products because they've used you. So the uh, time and money it uh, takes to convert existing customers, it's really low. But for new customers, it's really high. And that's why it is very expensive to, uh, to acquire new customers. So essentially what I'm trying to tell here is, if you are chasing high MER, you will train the algorithm to chase these existing customers. Right. And now let's say you have 1000 existing customers and 1000 new customers, right? In this month, let's say January, and you're chasing really high MER. You'll train the algorithm to acquire existing customers more. In that process, you will spend lesser to acquire new customers. And in two months, you'll be celebrating higher MERs, of course, because you know existing customers will have bought more from you. But there will come a point when these ex existing customers will stop buying from you because how many times will they buy? there's an LTV. And now right. at the, in that moment, you will realize, oh, you went from 1000 existing customers to 1500 to 1250. Now suddenly 750 existing customers became because they've already bought a lot from you. And your ad dollars uh, have not gone enough towards new customers. So you're even new customers are down from 1000 to 500. Now all of a sudden you are in a trap because you do not have existing customers coming to you and you do not have enough new customers. So now acquisition becomes really expensive. Now you'll all of a sudden will have really low MER, really high CAC. That's why it is really important to balance um, MER, you know, and CAC. Not always high MER means, you know, you're doing great. You should also look at CAC, which is the uh, new customer the cost of acquiring a new customer, also known as NCAC, as some people uh, call it. If you are doing good at both, you know that signals that you're actually doing good, uh, actually doing great. But if you're only doing good at MER, that does not necessarily mean you're actually doing great. You have, you probably may be hurting yourself with this trap here, because you're training your algorithm to go find uh, and show ads to your own existing customers in search of a higher MER. You know, I have a very interesting uh, example here. So this is this is great. Like you know, if you are um, if you're running ads on one platform, Google Ads only, probably you are fine with uh, ROAS. Chasing high ROAS probably not a good idea. Uh, if you are multiple ad platforms, MER makes a lot of sense. But chasing high MER may actually stall your business in the longer run because as soon as the LTV. Um, and the return rate of the customers uh, stalls your, you know, new customer equation becomes expensive. That's what Nachiketa is trying to explain. And then um, you're suddenly not making as much money or make, making any progress, right? Uh, there is a case here, and this is a real life example of a DTC brand we work with. So the marketing team would talk about all of these and swear by all of these metrics. 
MER, CAC, new customer <laughs> acquisition cost and all that. But when it comes to budget allocation between Facebook and Google Ads, they would say, oh, you know what? We are doing Facebook in-house. Therefore, what we can do is we can afford to spend more and get uh, you know customers at higher CAC. Uh, uh, and the ROAS can be lesser. Usually, that's the case on Facebook ads, that the ROAS is lesser than Google ads. But let's make Google accountable for the heavy lifting of ROAS and every, everything. Because they look at Google as the bottom of the funnel kind of a, uh, ad platform and Facebook as the prospecting kind of a platform, which isn't necessarily always the case. So these concepts are good for you to understand. But if you're a business owner watching this, please understand that despite these metrics being talked and discussed and being in practice, the real practice could be something different by your marketing team. So you've got to, got to get to the bottom of this and track everything, get some interest. Take some interest in tracking these. Did I derail this conversation? <laughs> so okay, go ahead. Sorry. So next slide is you know about AMR only, where I explain. Oh, yeah, so I've mentioned. You know what is MER? It is all new. So okay, I made a mistake. It shouldn't be all new. It should be. Should I refresh? <laughs> So there's just a mistake, you know, instead of MER, it should be AMER. So just fix it. I'll refresh the page. Like, let's not, um, you know, confuse our audience. Um, I may not have a screenshot for it. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's not a, okay. This is, this is not text, so you can't fix it. Anyways, uh, then, then we have no choice. Okay, <laughs> go on. Okay, my bad. I'm really sorry. I mean, yeah. So yeah, AMER is, as I explained, all new customer revenue upon all spend. If your AMER is less than one, which is less than 100%, then you're basically relying on existing customer revenue to make profits on overall spend. Correct? So right. you shouldn't be in this situation. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, have more. Well, basically, I have a question. Couldn't it also be relying on the these customers? So not necessarily the old customers. And let's say, if I know that every customer I acquire through whatever medium, that customer is going to come and place the supplement order four, four times in their lifetime. And if $100 was the AOV, average order value, I'm going to make 400 from this customer. Exactly. So he, this is where LTV comes into picture. You know your customers are going to come back. So you are using that uh, revenue from your existing customers to fuel new customer revenue, right? Right. But what if so I'm saying that, yeah, so I'm trying to make a point that uh, if your, uh, you know, a CAC is less than one, then you are relying heavily on the existing customers. I'm saying I have a slightly different opinion that that might not entirely be the case. It can also be that I know the return rate is healthy. Uh, LTV is, uh, you know, looking good. So I can make money even if the uh, you know, the ROAS, AMER, sorry. Yeah, so we'll have to put a put an aspect there. If you have LTV, <laughs> then you can, of course, use your existing customer's revenue to fuel new customer revenue growth. But I should, right. be, I should be specific here that if you do not actually have LTV, if you can see in your quote right. that once someone has bought from you, they do not necessarily buy from you in the next 180 days, you don't, you shouldn't be in this situation where you know you are using your existing customer revenue for new customer revenue growth you should exactly now yeah. now 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 i am on board <laughs> so <laughs> you, now here is where you should be uh, profitable on every order you know every new order as they call it uh, first order profitable right so you know maybe i can create another you know decision tree if they, that's how uh, that's what it is called, you know, where there's LTV. Yeah. You can uh, channel new customer revenue growth through existing customer revenue. But if there's no LTV, you should just be first order profitable. Try to make as much profit uh, on your first order, which is your new order, basically, not from your existing customer. Right. You know, it's, it's weird. We have a client, 
uh, who says that I, I, we spoke about this. They they can afford to spend two x the they can afford to acquire new customers at 0.5 OS or MER. Actually, and I'm like just giving you wild examples. Like there are exceptions everywhere. Yeah, this this happens that there's a lot of money. So you know, startups who have VC money, they can. Right, of course, yeah. And, you know, break even on the next year. You know, twelve months they'll be in loss. Next year they'll make money, and then all of a sudden they're making a whole lot of money because the customer stays with them every month. VC money is crazy, man. People go on buying agencies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. So. Okay, back to the topic. Sorry, we digress again. Can you brief? So, Anak has a question. Can you briefly explain what NC and RC revenue is? I missed it. Okay, explain that to Anak, please. NC is new customer revenue, and RC is returning customer revenue. So, right. So, and these are two different cohorts. Yeah, exactly. So, new customer revenue, like what Nasir is trying to make a point here, is that. Uh, if you don't have the healthy LTV, then you should be trying to be profitable on the new customer revenue. So actually, uh, I have this example of a D2C brand that came to you know for an, for an audit, and I also kind of uh, contributed to the uh, presentation to the audit, um, and we found out that they were like running a Pmax full bill campaign. All products in mm -hmm. one campaign, and they scaled from thousand dollars a day. That was their daily budget on that Pmax will build campaign to thirteen hundred. And all of a sudden, new customer revenue, you know, which is uh, AMER, all of a sudden that would drop. Every time they would reduce the Pmax full build budget down to thousand uh, or eight hundred, the new customer revenue would be up. Which means they were making mm -hmm. a lot more money on that new customer, right? Yeah. And the thesis was that you know that new that Pmax full build campaign is doing absolutely nothing, just sliding into these conversion journeys, you know, at the end and taking credit for it, because in platform it was doing fine, but whenever it scaled, you know, the whenever the spend was higher than normal, new customer revenue would drop. Uh, New customer ROAS, which is AMER, would drop. Uh, CAC would go high, really high. They would go, you know, the NCAC, I remember, it went from 44-ish range to almost 95, which is twice. Just by changing your PMAX uh, budget from $1,000 to 1300 1350 a day. So you would think, oh, it's just a, a change of $300 a day on one campaign. No, but you went from spend uh spending 44 dollars to acquire a customer to 95 dollars on acquiring a new customer that was the impact so it's not like uh, yeah it's not very like how do you say it now uh, it's not if you spend uh 30 percent more you will also your uh NCAC will also go up by 30 percent it can actually go by 2x and i've seen that case and this would be a deal breaker, kind of a business killer for small businesses, small DTC brands. Actually, this can be a killer. Thankfully, they had LTV. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that didn't hurt them. Um, and they were fine with it. Um, so this is all about like these metrics and all. Uh, but if, of course, you're running e-commerce, you would be running campaigns, right? And as I said, uh, value first touch and middle touch campaigns. Let's say you have like 100% of the traffic and you know 90% traffic coming to your website is new custom, uh, new people, right? New visits. 10% is existing customers, you know, that have already, you know, come to your website uh, and bought. So, you know, like 90% of that new traffic could be hot and cold. Uh, and I have a tree, I mean, made a tree here. I don't know if I can show, but let's say 
what it states is you know hot hot audience comes from branded search you know comes from remarketing campaigns um you know pmax also has its share of uh getting into these you know conversations of <laughs> trying to you know flooding into converse, conversion journeys and taking hot uh, audiences but look at your cold uh, audiences where where do they come from what are the what are the campaigns that you run that actually gets you uh, these cold audiences it could be youtube it could be standard shopping it can also be pmax uh, like quid only but you will you won't know like how much you spent on remarketing and on brand search so try to scale these campaigns because you know you're 100% getting like uh, cold audiences from these campaigns um and if you're running like shopping campaigns you know there's another slide you know i've segmented um so for every brand of you know every level you'll have an inventory at either you know ranging from 100 products to even lakhs 100000 dollars so if you have 100 products you can run uh, shopping campaigns um you know as they call it single product campaigns so just have one shopping campaign for one product which is your hero uh, or you can do like find out you know what your top five products are and run these five products or 10 products through one shopping campaign that is another possibility if you have a higher um, you know product range you know more products in your inventory let's say 500 to 5k you can segment at product category category level that works well and if you really have a huge uh, inventory beyond 5k products then it really depends you know you can go by the brand or you know sometimes you'll also find that there are like 4k 5k there's another example uh, there's another client of uh, you know at the agency i work they have about 600k products and they are into several markets we had one like that uh, at solution set i think they had not 600k but i think they had good 300 400k products and the budget was 3000 <laughs> exactly <laughs> their budget so this client's budget is i guess less than that um, and and they are into a lot more markets i guess 27 because there are 27 fleets so if it's really that huge then you know you would want to go by brand or market but push products uh, on shopping that have high ltv because you would know because you'll know that these products get sold again and again people will buy them again and there's more incentive on pushing these campaigns through shopping uh, let's say there's a product that has 3x return on ad spend and there's another one that has 2x return on ad spend but if you look at the ltv on both the products and you find out that the ltv is higher on the 2x roas product then you are probably you know having you'll be better off running that product uh, through shopping and allocating more budget on that product right again it depends if you want higher returns on the first order you'll go with the 3x product but if you are looking for scale you'll go with the second product right which has 2x returns on the first order but has a higher ltv optimize for these products you know optimize their titles or descriptions product uh, type attribute um and you will all of a sudden see a huge boost in your product performances let's take a step back and simplify this uh, what what we discussed so far so we started by saying that if you are a business owner you should be looking at mer then we said that even mer is not uh, very not not the precise metric that gives you absolute clarity you should be looking at mer from existing customers and mer from new customers and um, you should be taking into account the uh, customer acquisition cost and ltv um did i summarize that in good sense yeah you did you did there's last there's a last slide that will set yeah. up this whole presentation <laughs> okay should i go to that one yeah please um and this was the formula for anybody who 
Oh, by the way, um, Anak figured out, and then he also said thank you to you. Thank you. Uh, so great job. He he's very he's very nice. Like you know, uh, he, even he figured out himself. He still said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know his personal. That's why he said he's very nice. <laughs> There are a nice person, like nice person of the day, Anag. Anag Bist. Thank you. You get the title of the nice person of the day. Yeah, nice person. Nice person of the day. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, so those who uh, do not understand this slide, uh, CAC is customer acquisition cost, which basically is the total spend that you have versus the total number of customers that you acquired, the new customers. That's your customer acquisition cost. So divide the spend by your... Um, uh you know new customers numbers ltv is lifetime value which is average order value multiplied by your average frequency of purchase so for example if if a new customer that you acquire goes on to place four orders in their lifetime before they stop ordering from you uh, you multiply the average order value which let's say you bought a 50 dollar supplement and they bought it four times so ltv is 15 to 4 200 right why ltv is important because the on the first purchase uh, if the the cost of acquiring that customer was 50 so you made 50 spent 50 to acquire that customer it's not doesn't look profitable but if you take ltv into account uh, you've actually made money because the same customer placed three more orders right uh, that sort of explains this slide. We go on to the last slide where uh, Nashiket has summarized the whole thing. So the next one says segmentation on for shopping campaign. Another one. This is not this oh, second last. Okay. Uh, is this the one? Yeah, this one. It has some profound messaging. Go ahead and explain this. So there's no universal way to measure marketing. There's no North Star metric like ROAS or MER. The more unique metrics are to your business, the more successful your marketing will be because you'll be looking at it through different lenses. Oh, this is not high MER is not good because the NCAG is also shooting up. So you're now looking at two metrics. But this is not good because you know even this is this is not in conjunction with the uh, previous metric so look at all metrics look at ROAS also um, you are running on 0.5 ROAS and you're thinking but yeah ROAS is you know does not make sense it, you know it's not a modern day metric and all of a sudden you turn off turn the budget off on on that campaign and your MER goes up and you realize that campaign didn't really actually like you know contribute so all metrics actually stand a chance stand a, like a, you know stand their importance you just need to look at all these metrics and make uh, better decisions yeah that's a very important point uh, this is a very profound slide i could tell by the look of it so i want to take a step back here and explain this i want to take this opportunity so just because someone said MER is a magical metric, KPI, should we start, stop uh, tracking uh, ROAS, track MER, track customer acquisition cost, this is the fancier metric, track new customer acquisition cost, that is more fancy. So don't, don't go by those influencers, thought leaders telling you uh, and chase those metrics. What Nasiket is trying to say here is that there is no one size fit all universal way of measuring marketing i'll give you an example so for example nasiket was talking about supplement brand right supplement dtc brand now what is the nature of supplement dtc brand versus somebody selling uh, let's say um, uh, give me an example let's say somebody is selling some um, gadgets right What's the, or some heavy machinery, some some instruments, what's the difference, electronics? The, the person who buys supplement, let's say um, you go on to buy collagen supplement, you're not going to take collagen supplement and stop after a month. You're probably going to 
do it three to six months in a row, right? And you're more likely to become a repeat customer. We have a we have a toilet paper brand from um, UK. Uh, they're uh, they made they make sustainable toilet paper made out of bamboo and think about you know think about them uh, in their case ROAS probably is not the metric they need to acquire customers that's what we are working on right because somebody who orders makes a shift from buying toilet paper which is available in supermarkets nearby stores to a sustainable toilet paper that person would not probably stop after once. Probably they will order throughout the year, right? So the repeat rate is high, the lifetime value is high, and in that case, uh, ROAS will probably not make a sense. Supplement and toilet paper. But if so, if I was selling, if I have a client selling heavy machinery, we have a we had we have a client which is selling uh, agricultural machinery products. Those machinery products probably somebody would buy. There are various kinds, you know, uh, types of products, right? So there is a equipment that costs fifty dollar. There is an equipment that costs five hundred dollar, and then there is a five thousand dollar equipment also, right? So in this case, probably Roas is a better KPI to go for because I want Google to sell the highest value product and get me more money for the same click and the same cost that that i spent so in this case mer uh, roas is actually a good metric it's not a business killer somebody replied on my link was saying that yeah it's a business killer <laughs> it's like so for this particular brand uh, business e-commerce business roas is not a bad metric why do you want to acquire customers for a heavy machinery equipment company that would sell the machinery once and not see that customer customer again. There is no customer acquisition game here. It's the the game is instead of selling a accessory, I want to sell a machinery, right? I want instead of selling a fifty dollar product, I want to sell the five thousand dollar product or five hundred dollar product at least to be able to make the more money out of the same cost. Yeah. Trade, right? And another example. So some people would say. Or ROAS is a dead metric, I should be tracking MER. If you have a store where the only source of traffic is Google Ads, why do you want to yeah. fool yourself by saying MER and ROAS? It's the same thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> What's the difference? Tell me. Like Just because somebody told you MER, you want to track MER and you basically want to say that, oh, MER is a life-changing game-changing kpi for me it's going to save my business and if i call it roas it's gonna kill me. <laughs> no it's not the case <laughs> right so so understand every business uh, unique business has unique uh, goals and whatever metrics that makes sense in that for that particular business track that metric that will be that will make better sense for you right so i hope this rant that i did for 30 seconds gives some additional context i over to you Nath. i i just got a call can you give me like two 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 three seconds uh two to three minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. go ahead go ahead take the call um yeah and if you guys have any question in the meantime while nachiket is away feel free to ask questions otherwise um what i will do is i will um share my screen and show you my amazing youtube channel <laughs> and amazing website so by the way if you're a dtc brand uh, you can go here and get a free uh, request a free audit from us basically we will do a free audit for you and we will also provide you a complete action plan what you should do what you shouldn't this is our website yes there we go we are a Google Ads agency and we, we specialize with early stage DTC brands, e-commerce websites. So if you are a if you have a DTC brand which is at the early stage, obviously you might not have enough budget to uh, hire an agency, spend three grand, four grand a month on that agency, 10% of ad spend. We charge $6.99, so come work with us. Uh, and you know, we are the same talent that work with I have worked with bigger agencies. So my team has uh, 
equal if not more uh, level of expertise experience so you get the same level of ex expertise experience and service by paying a way smaller fee which is 699 per month or five percent of the ad spend that's for dtc brands e-commerce businesses right um what should the best strategy be for? okay i'll come to questions one in, in a second now if you are a specialist if you want to learn google ads and you want to become a world-class media buyer like Nachiket and 100 plus others that I know of uh, who have, uh, you know, learned Google Ads with my courses and they have gone on to rock the world of Google Ads, you can go to uh, the Academy of Guided PPC, which is where you can learn Google Ads from our courses, right? So go to, uh, the third link is Academy here, go to Academy and I'm going to share my screen one more time and show you that academy page, what you can do here. So I have got, uh, this is a first batch course. This course alone had changed so many lives, right? I've had people come to me and tell me that uh, they watched this course, they uh, cracked the interview, they got selected and they are ha living happily ever after. Uh, this is the second batch course that I did, did last year in December. And this, not last year, actually, 2022, December. And this second batch is level up from this one. So I've had people, you know, uh, come to me and tell me that this course actually give, give, them, give them, you know, way better perspective of not just Google Ads, but marketing overall. Uh, then... You can join me every week on Thursday, 8.30 p.m. IST uh, for a live group coaching call, which is here. It costs you $99 a month. So if you're a freelancer or a consulting or a consultant or an agency and you want my perspective on your campaigns accounts, come uh, join me on the live coaching uh, program. I will review your accounts and I will give you suggestions. There are some freelancers who are uh, on this and they have uh, found help. So you too can find help. But if you are, let's say, this is a group coaching program, right? So if you want dedicated help, uh, you can book a call with me, which costs you 149 for an hour. And you can book for as many hours as you want and get my help, okay? I can speak to you one-to-one, -one, review your account, you know, give you a strategy, answer your questions, uh, listen to your confessions, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, if you're a specialist, I think the most ideal bundle is this. This has worked really well for others. So this bundle here, which costs 149, uh, this bundle has the first batch, second batch and uh, courses and the coaching program. So together it would cost you 50, 50 plus 100, 200. It comes, this bundle comes at 149. So at 149, you can get the first batch, second batch course access plus you can join the coaching program uh, for a month, which is four coaching calls. And in the process, you can also watch all the coaching call recordings from previous coaching calls. And we've got like more than 60, already, 60 coaching call recordings, which is basically at least 60 account audits done live. And 60 different accounts where I have discussed strategy and given solutions. So, you know, by, by the time you finish those 60 uh, recordings, you will be empowered by 60 case studies and you know in those 60 cases what to do. Uh, uh, so there is a performance tracking course also. Uh, this was created by uh, uh, Smriti. Uh, he's now working with my other team. So um, yeah, that's pretty much Carrot PPC. So whether you are a DTC brand or a specialist, uh, I've got help for you in Google Ads. Oh, and last but not the least, if you're an agency, uh, with the white level, uh, you can come, uh, you know, work with us. We'll be completely uh, white label. We'll not disclose ourselves. We'll manage your accounts in the background. And you will be the front face with the front. So go sell the amazing Google Ads services, world class expertise, experience, and everything. And we've got capacity, so we've got a very decent, um, you know, pool of talent. 
all trained by me and they are very very uh, knowledgeable people so uh, doesn't matter how many number of accounts you have uh, in 2500 or many at a time 200 accounts are still so <laughs> nothing scares me anymore <laughs> you come work with us uh, you know three three options i, I shared already nasiko is already back here uh, while you are back so uh, now on the question he says uh, what would should be the best strategy or most common strategy for e-commerce shopping ads <laughs> <laughs> the best strategy or most common strategy for e-commerce business is to run shopping ads get the shopping feed well optimized start with the shopping ads and track conversions do not track purchase conversions twice because that will be do not track add to carts and begin checkout and once you get some success with shopping ads uh you can upgrade to and be more tactical and utilize other campaign types like you know youtube discovery demand gen performance max dynamic search ads yeah but start with the, like shopping that the best yeah that's the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh don't forget to make the dynamic remarking tag work properly because uh unless you are in uh you know health specific kind of a business uh, dynamic remarketing can do really wonders for you exactly okay yeah uh shawan have another question should we depend on more standard shopping ads or pmax feed only now this is a more specific question what's your take standard shopping or pmax feed only i would i'll give you some context yeah. shawan so if there is an account which is starting from zero there is no performance history there this 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 website has never advertised their products through google shopping ever they they don't have any performance ever than history at all what should be the strategy at that point nachiket what would you do if it's starting off from zero i would i would start with standard shopping because it will give me search terms and then i can leverage those search terms for optimizing my title titles and everything and then i'll run a uh, pmax campaign we don't be of course yeah right because um, and has a point uh, because standard shopping still gives you some sort of control right it lets you see the search terms uh, it lets you run manual bids also uh, feed only pmax is like you know tumheva mata chapita tumheva really here is my money <laughs> go do what you can with this please. i'm at your mercy google so don't do that <laughs> once you have some conversion history uh, in the account uh, you can test performance max feed only or uh, e max full build depending on the kind of products or services you products you are selling if you if you have lifestyle kind of products i would i would recommend doing full full build pmax because that can do full funnel marketing and uh, get you better results yeah i hope that answers your question but in all cases if you don't have health specific products do dynamic remarketing you know as very you know what i was thinking yeah since pmax feed only also does remarketing uh, yeah if there's uh, no ltv right yeah you should be fine with pmax feed only right and if there's ltv you would want to do standard shopping am i right or am i wrong am i, am I miss no no uh, so i'm not against performance max feed only i'm not against it even i'm uh, i mean it just yeah i'm it, it's a mindset thing guys um, some people are like pretty old school uh, but i would say uh, if you do want to have some sort of control you want to see whether or not your product product pages are going for the right keywords right i i'll be a little bit paranoid and say that hey at least let me see what these uh, products are triggering ads for right whether or not there is any sense spending money rather than totally like i said uh, relying on google saying that google google ji please do what you can i would i would rather uh, 
do standard sorting, get some numbers, and then go into feed-only Pmax. But not saying that if you launch feed-only Pmax, you are a bit of a you know gambler kind of a person, like to take gambles, yeah, like to take risks. <laughs> Since you mentioned the old school point, I you know came across this thing. This uh, so we were running only Pmax feed-only. And our shopping yeah. out ranking share was 60 percent mm -hmm. average shopping out ranking share meaning that we were out ranking competitors not all the time but 60 percent of the times yeah but we switched to uh, standard shopping and our uh, average out ranking share dropped to 45 for, between 45 and 40. i don't know if, if you know pmax gets that uh, more points because it's the new campaign type and hence gets more uh, like what do you call it when uh, you're getting given more chance of showing higher it's not um, priority, no priority so some priority in the auction you're saying because it's a new campaign type yeah it's prioritized over standard shopping because it's pmax because when I was running Pmax, there was 60% outranking share, and when I was running smart uh, standard shopping, there was 40%. So maybe they were uh, giving more importance to Pmax. I don't know if it's true, but could be. Yeah. So I so Sean has seen some uh, great results from Pmax feed only from the scratch. There was no conversion data, and look, there there would be exceptions. Like I said, it's a mindset thing. Uh, it really depends on how you want to approach it. Like I have seen John Moran time and again run a YouTube ads campaign, conversion ads campaign without targeting. Like he would just launch a campaign, no targeting, and see uh, what the automation can do. But obviously there was a performance, solid performance history in the account, and he would actually see good results from those kind of uh, stunts and experiments. So I am saying that um, if you if you are um, if you want to take the risk and you know launch feed only pmax you've seen some results it's up for trying right i, I don't have any uh, form answer saying that you have to try standard shopping only uh, the only difference is there are two things right search terms that you can see in standard shopping that you can't in performance max feed only yeah number two you can still have uh, manual bids so in standard shopping you can control your bids and not pay crazy cpcs right versus feed only pmax where you have to bid maximize conversion conversion value or with tcp and tros which you would not add in the beginning because you know um you don't want to limit the campaign by tcp or tros in the early early stage but uh, you can still apply portfolio bids and put some uh, cpc caps i am saying um, given those two scenarios the day I'm feeling more adventurous, I'll probably launch a feed only PMAX. The day I'm like, oh man, <laughs> the world is falling apart around me. Let's go with standard shopping. <laughs> that's, the, that's the answer I have. Go with your you know, intuition, what do you feel? Just go with it. Yeah, there is a breathing thing. Like, you know, if you're, like, put your finger here. If your uh, left nose is working fine, um, Standard shopping. <laughs> the right one. <laughs> 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 so that's the takeaway from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of yoga I plugged in. <laughs> yoga and pranayama. So while I was running standard shopping, it was not working well. Uh, when I switched performance speed only, it was it started working. So good. That's a good. You know, when you have a situation like this, Sean, you should. This is where Google Ads is a magical platform that no other platform gives you this level of flexibility. So, standard shopping did not work, Pmax feed only started working. You should try and get to the bottom of this. What was the reason that made uh, feed only Pmax work better for you? Right? And there is a lot more you can discover. So, peel the onion, don't just take the onion and run with it. Good. 
uh, in 10 minutes i have another call uh, if you guys don't have any other question najike did you want to add anything else no no i don't that's it for the You're day done? yeah i'm done that's it for the day <laughs> awesome this was a great podcast man um, thank, thank you so much for hopping on again i mean and I'll thank you for calling me one. happy to be here always always i love to talk to people that i know uh, you know i know your mindset um, because um, we have had at least 14 days long interaction together uh, on one hour every day so that was very yeah. fun awesome guys those are fun days <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah. thank you guys thank you so much uh, see you next not next week we have tuesday and friday both so see you on tuesday uh, who is coming on tuesday uh, i have to check my calendar and see who is coming on tuesday i think i have somebody on tuesday um, do i have yeah on tuesday who do i have oh yeah so adrian probably would come on tuesday uh, my business partner from uh, ldx dubai agency so let's see we'll probably discuss about um, some business level stuff agency stuff thanks amar thanks shawn thanks for asking questions thanks for participating and thanks thank you once, guys once again see you have a lovely weekend thank you wish you the same bye thanks all the participants bye